What's up, ladies? Welcome to the Urban Christian Woman podcast, where we seek to restore women with God's truth for their everyday lives. I'm Tashiba Oliver. And I'm Leah Ross, and we're your hosts. This season, we've got some exciting things in store. So join us as we study God's word, celebrate women living faithfully on mission, and dive into cultural issues through a biblical lens. You ready, Tashiba? Girl, yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's, let's go. go. Hey, ladies, and welcome back to the Urban Christian Woman podcast. Welcome, welcome. It is so good to be on the podcast today with a fellow sister in the Lord. Leah, tell us who we have yes. here today. Y'all ladies have the joy of joining us as we join Agosa Yamu, and she is an amazing digital content creator. Um, she hosts a platform called Unscrambled um, that helps us think deeply about engaging with God's word. Mm-hmm. So welcome, Agosa. We're so glad you're here. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> and listen, y'all, before she's before we started this podcast and we actually hit record, she told me that she's in Oklahoma, which is my hometown. Let's and go. I'm loving it. Shout okay. Shout out to the okay, the okie doke, okay. as we call it. The okie doke. It never gets off. <laughs> Agosa, can you tell us a little bit about yourself a little bit more and yeah. about your ministry and the work that you do today? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm so honored to be here. So thank you for this invitation. Um, I'm a full-time writer and Bible teacher. I'm the founder of Scrambled, And Scramble was launched in March 2020, basically to address the problem that every human being faces, especially us as Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, live with these disordered and scrambled thoughts and views and desires that lead us into really unhealthy patterns. And so it all starts with the word, right? Words make up thought, thought makes up perspective and perspective turns into action. And so really the goal of unscramble is to unscramble the words, the root of our beliefs, the distorted ways of thinking so that we can be pointed in the right direction to the ultimate word, which is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So by definition, unscrambled means to take things that are in a state of confusion or disorder and to arrange them so that they can be understood or seen clearly, which is kind of interesting because a lot of times when we think about unscramble, we just think it means to take things apart. But it actually also includes this reordering, rearranging to its original design. And so really Unscramble seeks to be a part of God's solution to help free men and women from these Mm -hmm. misdirected thoughts and desires that keep us really living in these cycles that keep us bound. And so want to be pointed to the ultimate word, which is Jesus Christ. So that's why we Unscramble words. And that's what I love doing. And so that looks different, whether that's me writing a blog or teaching or, um, you know, doing any kind of ministry is revolved around this. Let's help people unscramble and be directed towards the ultimate word, which is Jesus Christ. So, Mm. Just so good. I mean, she just in telling us about herself gave us the whole gospel. Okay. (laughs) How, How things are created for order, how things fall apart and are unordered and how (laughs) Jesus Christ, the word, orders. Come on. (laughs) Agosa, stop. Stop. Okay. So, Leah, hit us. Hit us with it. This is going to be good. 
Yeah. It is so dope. Yeah. It's so dope the work that you are doing. Agosa. So Agosa, we're you're jumping in with us in a series, yeah. particularly around spiritual practices and spiritual yeah. formation. So mm-hmm. the rhythms and the practices that form us into the likeness of Christ. Mm-hmm. And we know, as you said, there is um there, you know, there's a lot of resources out there about how we can engage with God's word. But as you've said, our thoughts are so scrambled. And so often right. we don't know how to fruitfully and intentionally engage with God's word in an orderly way. So mm-hmm. can you just talk to us about why is it important to engage with God's word daily? And um, how are these practices helping you to do that? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I was thinking about the other day, I was reading First Kings chapter 10, and in verse 24, there was a verse that really struck out to me. It says, and the whole earth sought the presence of Solomon to hear his wisdom, which God had put into his mind. Mm-hmm. But in the very next chapter in First Kings, Um, chapter 11, verses four through six, it says, as Solomon grew old, his wives turned his heart after other gods Mm -hmm. and his heart was not fully devoted to the Lord, his God, as the heart of David, his father had been. And so how do you go from being a man with all of this wisdom, but yet it's not actually always lived out? Because in all of Solomon's wisdom, he still needed a daily seeking of God's word to walk in obedience. Knowledge does not safeguard us against sin. It's daily engagement with and obedience to God's word. And so what I've had to try to remind myself is that yesterday's word (laughs) won't Mm -hmm. suffice. It's good, but it won't suffice for today or tomorrow's spiritual needs. We must seek him afresh new every single day in order so that we can walk in this obedience that we've been called to. Matthew 4, 4, Jesus says, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every single word that comes out from the mouth of God. So as breath is to the body, right? To the body's lungs, so is God's word to the soul of man. We need God's word. It is our very lifeline. And so when we think about this, Daily communing with God and his word, it is so important for the work that we have been called to do. If we want to work, walk in any kind of power as Christians, we've got to seek him every single day. Yeah. Yesterday's word will not suffice for today and tomorrow's spiritual needs. Mm. We've got to seek him anew every day. Hey, ladies, I got to put you onto something for this holiday season for Ray Jewelry. It's not just jewelry, it's a whole vibe. Kingdom and ethical, straight out of St. Louis. I love that the organization empowers refugee women with skills and work that they can do in the office or at home. It's like wearable art with a backstory that hits you right in the heart. All of their jewelry is handmade by refugee women. I grabbed the journey ring, the brass collar, and the Zoom Zoom earrings because I'm more of a minimalist kind of black woman. But Leah, what'd you grab? Girl, I got the Indra Staple Threader gold earrings and the Asmara Hammered Loop earrings in brass because me, I'm a textured and statement gal through and through. And ladies, right now until December 31st, Foray is giving you a blessing with a 15% off discount code. When you purchase, just put in TUCW as the promo code and you are good to go. Give back while getting decked out and check them out, ladies, at foray.org. That's F-O-R-A-I.org. Our style, their story. In the midst of 
of yeah. what you are saying about us needing God's word um, daily. Yeah. What do you think are some common hindrances yeah. um, for women? And how can we as urban women start small and hiding God's word in our hearts on that on that daily daily day to day basis? Excellent question. Um, there's two things that come to mind. Um, one is physical and then the other is spiritual hindrance. So when I think about physical hindrance, um, which plays into the spiritual one is time. Mm-hmm. Um, in college, I studied business and we learned something called opportunity cost, right? So opportunity cost is the loss of potential gain from other alternatives when one alternative is chosen. So every day you and I face alternatives to engaging in God's word, right? Scrolling through social media, reading the latest blog, you name it. And what we fail to realize is the profit and gain from God's word that we forfeit when we opt for these other alternatives. We don't always realize the cost of opportunity. Every alternative chosen comes at the expense of another opportunity. So we've got to pay attention to what's costing us our time Mm -hmm. because our time is limited. James 4.4 says our life is but a vapor. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So how are we using our time and what is costing us our time? And then a second hindrance, um, which hits me personally as well, is lack of faith. Mm-hmm. If I'm honest, I don't always believe that God's word will actually do what it says that it will do, that it can actually empower, that it can actually speak into my brokenness, that it can actually heal, that I can actually redeem Mm-hmm. And so I don't live as though it can do those things. And so I'm not consistently after God's word in the morning, in the afternoon, during the day. Mm-hmm. Believing that God's word can transform not only my life, but the generations to come after because of one decision that I can make every single day to be right. in God's word. Mm-hmm. You know, I found it really interesting. I was reading um, some stats the other day. And the Center of Bible Engagement, they conducted a study and they found that individuals who read the Bible at least four times a week, Mm -hmm. their life looks radically different than those who don't. Mm -hmm. They're less likely to engage in behaviors of pornography, alcoholism, sexual morality. And so it's not even just the Bible that's affirming it. There's studies that have been done that show when you are engaged in God's word, your life will look radically different. And so we've got to ask God to increase our faith so that we believe that the word of God has transformational power in our life. We've got to ask God for faith to believe that God's word is sharper than any two-edged sword, right? Mm -hmm. Hebrews 4, 12. We need faith to believe that God's word will never return void. Isaiah Mm -hmm. 55, 11. We need Mm -hmm. faith to believe that fear is the beginning of wisdom and that fools despise it. Proverbs 1, 7. We need mm-hmm. faith to understand that we will be trees planted by streams of living water that Amen. never run dry. Psalm 1-3. So we need to ask God to increase our faith because lack of faith and believing in the power of God's word will keep us from being in God's word. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's wild that Ooh. literally a study put a number on it. Yeah, like, I read that study. Like, I read a number that study. On it. Yeah. Where it's like you can't you can't even say yeah. that it's some abstract idea. Like they right. put some right. research on yeah. it. Yeah. And, research on it. And, and what was crazy, Augusta, when I read yep. that, like the percentage of believers yep. who do not spend time in God's word. Not. 
That's right. It was like, wasn't it like less? I feel like it was like less under 10 percent or something. It was a very high number. Yeah. Yeah. It was sort of crazy. Like, yeah, it was it was very it was burdening for I know when I read it for my own heart of not just like to be in God's word, but to also be pointing Mm -hmm. women to God's word, to the scriptures, even when we're having conversation as you are modeling right now. And I'm like, this is what I want to really call out. What you're modeling is that there is such a difference between we all want life-giving words, right? And we all want to experience that. And you're modeling that by speaking scripture in this conversation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think about how often we're looking for something that's encouraging or something that's life-giving. And we might get that because God's truth is, is integrated into all types of things. Okay. Yep. But it's like, would I want that in like 5% or 3% or sprinkled here, right. or sprinkled there? Or do right. I want the whole substance of it, yeah, which is right. literally his yeah. word? Yeah. And right. so when you speak God's word, when you have it in you, you have a whole unadulterated dose of truth right. yeah. and yeah. life. Whereas I could, you could be, you could be spitting your own knowledge right here right. and it would be good. Yeah. Right. But it's, what is, what is more life-giving than the actual That's word right. of God mm-hmm. itself? Right. Well, and it's also, uh, it is forming us to understand who has authority, who That's is on right. the throne of That's our right. lives. So you think of right. life, you think of power, and you think of authority. Mm-hmm. They are all absolutely undiluted yeah. and unadulterated in God's word. Yeah. And so when we use his word in our lives and when we put it in us so that it comes out when we talk yeah. and yeah. when we encourage our sisters and when yeah. we are spurring one another on in discipleship, mm-hmm. we know for sure that the... the um deliverable, if you will, yes. as we were talking about some of those research words, is power mm-hmm. and life and authority. Because mm-hmm. it's there in his word. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it reminds yeah. me of Hebrews 4.12, right? For the word of God is living and active. active. Any two-edged division of soul and spirit of joint That's and marrow and discerning the thought of the heart. So you're so right. The yeah. word of God is that, is that power, it's that sword, it's sharp. Yes, yes. And so Agosa, in the midst of, well, I would say in light of that, Um, you know, for a lot of women, we can think, well, if I'm in God's word, I've got to take it in a big dosage. And that's what I love about unscrambled is that if you can take one verse a day and unscramble that truth that God, the living God is seeking to dwell with you in and then take it and let it meditate. Like a crock, oh, girl, like a crock pot. Let it, yeah. let it. Yeah. You know, it's like gumbo. Now I'm getting, you, it's like gumbo. Gumbo tastes better and better. Better and better when it sits. Mm-hmm. When it sits. When it sits, boo. When it, come on. Come okay. on. Okay. Okay. You're going to have so, to get up out of my chair. Yep. <laughs> oh, we regularly run laps. We regularly office. run laps. Okay. So say less to us. So take us through. Yeah. We're going to we're going to just say like two verses. Let's start with 2 Corinthians 5:17. Take us through if we were to unscramble that. Yes. Help us understand how to work through it. Yeah. And before I even go there, what I want to say is something on that meditate that you said cuz that's so Come good. On. That's mm. so good. Because a lot of times I feel like in our culture we only think about scripture memory, but we've been called to scripture meditation. 
And this word meditate in Hebrew means to chew the cud. It's like a mm. cow chewing the cud. You know how a cow could, you know how they chew? Yes. Swallow, unswallow, re-chew, mm-hmm. re-swallow, and they yep. ruminate on it. And so yeah. we get called to this scripture meditation that looks a lot like Deuteronomy 6, 7, right? Where the word is always on our lips. Yeah. We're always talking about it. When you sit down, when you rise up. Come and on. so we're called to this scripture meditation that's not just, oh, I did a, a daily quiet, quiet time in the morning. But no, mm-hmm. it's all throughout the day. I'm talking about it. It's what Ephesians 5, 19, when Paul says, addressing one another in Psalms and hymns, hymns and spiritual, and spiritual songs. songs. Girl, you better come to up. one another, right? And so we're always talking about, even in our conversation, we yes. can't help but to ooze out the word. That's what scripture meditation is about. It's about it seeping through every single conversation, interaction that you have. So I just love that you use that meditation because we're not just called to scripture memory. We're called mm-hmm. to this meditation, this rumination mm-hmm. over and over that we may dwell, that it can seep into every single thing that we do. So when you said that meditate, I said, yeah, that's what we're that's called so to. Good. That's what we're yeah, called so good. to. Yeah. It's not just memory, it's meditation. It's that's meditation. So meditation. It's meditation. Yeah. Because oh. when you meditate, the, the spirit is now revealing how the text, how the, right. how the spirit is is right. operating counterintuitive in your right. humanity right. as well as with the spirit. That's and right. How, That's how right. we need him. And then now right. you can turn that into a whole prayer, a yeah. prayer time. That's right. right. Cultivate. Yeah, there it is. There it is. There it is. That cultivates a spirit of confession. Yes. A spirit of worship. Yes. 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 So take yes. us through a passage because you know we could talk yes. about this all day. Yeah, yeah we can. Okay. Second Corinthians um, 517. So it mm-hmm. says, therefore, so anytime you go to a text, you want to understand the context, mm-hmm. okay? Anytime you hit the text, you want to understand that context. So in this verse, Paul starts with therefore. So what is the therefore? Mm-hmm. We got to figure out. So in the preceding verses, Paul discusses the reconciliation that has been made possible through Jesus Christ. So he emphasizes this ministry of reconciliation and how God through Christ is reconciling humanity, not just to God, but to one another. Mm-hmm. So it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, anyone, all who are in Christ, not just supercharged Christians, not just Christians who are in vocational ministry, mm-hmm. all who have been redeemed and transformed that are in Christ mm-hmm. is a new creation. Believers are not merely improved human beings. We are being entirely transformed. We're being made new. God doesn't make bad people better. He takes broken people and make them whole in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. This is what he's doing. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. This is huge. Our old way of life, characterized by sin and separation from God, has been replaced with the new empowered righteousness of reconciliation and a restored right, right relationship, not just with God, but with one another. Believers are no longer defined by their past sins of shame. (laughs) The old has passed away. But Mm -hmm. I love this part. The old didn't just pass away. It says, see, the Mm -hmm. new has Mm -hmm. come. Mm -hmm. Newness has come. Newness brought by the reconciliation power of Christ. Mm -hmm. It's not a future promise. It's not just a future promise. But it's present reality for believers. Amen. Like the newness has come. Mm Mm-hmm. We can experience the benefit of this transformational power in our lives. Like right now, as we're on this very call. Amen. The newness has come. Yeah. 
it also brings a sense of belonging to the family of God because it says, guess what? We're in Christ. Yeah. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed and see the new has come. But here's what I love about this part of unscrambling. Now I got to address the lies. Mm -hmm. As I meditate on this, I've got to ask myself, what lie am I believing in light of this verse? Mm -hmm. Do I genuinely see myself as a new creation? Or do I merely see myself as patched up and made better in some areas? What shame am I still allowing to define my past? Because Christ has said that the old has passed. Mm -hmm. What am I still allowing to define my past? Mm -hmm. What what trauma is dictating my actions? Because see, the old has passed away, so I don't have to live like that anymore. Mm -hmm. What past sins am I clinging to? And so this is where we allow that scripture meditation to seep into even the very lies, the false little G gods that we've got going on. Mm -hmm. We allow this verse to shake them up Mm -hmm. and to set us right to the ultimate word, Jesus Christ, because the old has passed away and the new has come. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, He's a new creation. And so this is what it means to unscramble. We read it, we meditate, but then we allow it to do deep surgery in our mm-hmm. heart to get at those lies that we yeah. cling to and yeah. the patterns that we that some of us, if we're honest, have been holding on to since childhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And girl, I'm gonna tell you, when I uh memorize this verse and meditated on it, I was like, man, it not only applies to what Christ has done for me, but as you were saying, also the family of God and brothers and sisters, and think about how that impacts conflict in the family of God. When we engage with conflict or disagreement with a brother or a sister, and it's like, wait a minute, before I'm about to turn up, Right. <laughs> and give this brother or sister what he or she, what I think right. he or she That's may right. need. That's right. Let me think about, am yep. I seeing them as yep. a new creation? As a new I? creation. As a new, or, or am I looking at the old? Am I looking at their old way? Am I still defining people by their old way of life? Or I remember when you used to, I remember how you used to. Come on, come on. Or has a new come. And so we don't just have to see people for their sins or what they have done, but we can see them for who they can be. Come on. That's right. Bars. Mm, mm. New Bars creation. all day. New creation. New creation. And it's come. And it's come. So that means that like, I don't have to wait until I get to heaven. Talk to about it. Experience or restore relationship with you. Mm. Come on. Come on. That is so good. Ladies, if you're enjoying the ministry and content of The Urban Christian Woman, would you take a minute to write a review and give us a rating on iTunes? Our goal is to get truth into the hands of urban women. You can help us by leaving even a one-sentence review and some stars. This simple act will help increase our visibility for more women to find this podcast and resources to help equip them in their everyday lives. So girl, what you waiting for? Just go ahead and do it right now. And if you haven't yet, join our community on social media. You can find us on Instagram at The Urban Christian Woman, Facebook, The Urban Christian Woman, and on our website, which is theurbanchristianwoman.com. Okay, I have a question in the midst of this, because this is getting good. We are spitting bars all over the place, fueled by the Holy Spirit, and I don't even know I didn't even know this was... I, I didn't know, know it was going down like this today. This is so good. And part of that is because for the three of us, I think I can speak confidently that we are 
looking for God's presence and we are abiding in his word. And so it's saturated in us. But Agosa, I want you to take, to talk to the woman who is new to God's word, who when she comes to this passage, she doesn't have the wealth of the context and the knowledge of scripture to lend to her understanding. Where would you guide her? How would you help a, um, a new or unseasoned believer unscramble a passage like this without the context carrying that we're carrying to it. That's good. That's so good. Yeah. First I would, um, that's really good. First I would encourage them that just because something is uncomfortable doesn't mean God didn't call you to it. Comfortability is not the confirmation or foundation of the call to read God's word. Christ is. And Mm -hmm. so I would even say, read it afraid, read it uncomfortable. Read it lonely, read it weak, read it vulnerable. If you're crawling, if you're brokenhearted, if you're confused, if you're needy, read God's word, get in there. Because guess what? The same Holy Spirit that's empowering me, that's empowering you too, is empowering this new believer. And so if you've got the spirit of God, you've got the power of God. And so that spirit of God is gonna help reveal and illuminate God's word to you. So just do it even if you're afraid, do it even if you're uncomfortable, do it even if you feel like you have no access knowledge because you've got the same power that resurrected Christ from the dead living in you. And guess what? The Holy Spirit has promised to be your guide, Mm -hmm. to be your company to be your leader, to to make you aware of the voice of God. And so if you put the spirit in you, you can start and you can begin to read right now in this very moment and be able to understand things that you never thought that you could because Mm. the spirit is going to illuminate your mind in such a way that you're going to be able to read and understand and grasp power and knowledge that you never thought that you could. Mm-hmm. So that's what be my encouragement is that whether you're crawling to God's word, mm-hmm. whether you are brokenhearted, whether you're confused, whether you're needy, come, mm-hmm. come. Mm-hmm. That, that, that is the call of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Come. Mm-hmm. And I love what John 7 says. It says, if you that's abide in me, mm-hmm. and my words abide in you, ask whatever, and it will be done for you. So if you need wisdom when you're in his word, ask God for that. Mm-hmm. And he said, my father will be glorified. And here's the promise. You will bear much fruit. Mm-hmm. You will bear much fruit. You will mm-hmm. have understanding. And so if you're new, I would say, start where you can and ask the Holy Spirit to give you understanding and wisdom as you read God's word and let him be your guide and your counselor. Mm-hmm. That's so good. So good. Yep. Okay. You want to take another verse? Take another verse. Take us to one more verse. Cause you just... <laughs> I mean, I need a Hammond B3 organ at this point. Uh, you, you know what? You know what? What Hebrews, um, Hebrews 4, I was reading it earlier to you guys. Um, man, there are so many verses. How, how are you going to make me just choose one verse? <laughs> I feel like there's so many. I was reading, let me go to Hebrews. Mm-hmm. Um, Hebrews. I'll tell you something that was in Hebrews with 412. Um, So a lot of times when we look at, so it says, for the word of God is living and active, Mm -hmm. sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing the division of soul and spirit, joint and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Here's what I'll say, and I won't be too long, but you guys can feel free to, you know, ask questions here. When I think about this sword that it talks about that the word of God is, sharper than any two-edged sword, and what we have to realize is, is that it's not just to convict others of God's word. Right? Like it's not just piercing through the division of soul and spirit because you need it, because you got issues. 
that very sword is turned also towards me. So I've got to realize that even when I speak the word, it's so powerful. It's so sharp that it can go out and accomplish this task, but it can also turn right inward and accomplish the very task that's needed in my own heart. Mm. It's sharper than any sword. And so what we have to realize about the word of God is that it's not just, even when we prepare to teach, even when we're reading God's word, you may not even use that at that very moment. You might say, well, man, I read that and that didn't really do it. It it may be two weeks later. God brings Mm -hmm. that word that's sharper than any two-edged sword. And it's dividing through soul and spirit. When you want to do something that you shouldn't be doing, when you want to choose bitterness instead of forgiveness, that word still is working. Even if it's not today that you see it working, it is still working and moving because it's alive and it's active. And so it's always at work. And that's why we've got to constantly be in God's word because he's going to use it in our lives, whether you see it or not. Okay, so final question, yes. which is, um, well, actually, no, no final question. Let, let's go here. How yes. have you seen the impact of unscrambling God's word in your own life? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's really good. I think for me, so there's a couple things that there's so many ways that I have seen the impact, I feel like in my life personally. And I would say one of the biggest things for me is growing sensitive to the word of God, growing more sensitive to hearing his word, to knowing when he is actually speaking. Um, because I think a lot of times when we are not in God's word, we don't realize how we're not sensitive to the hearing of God's word. Mm -hmm. And in John, Jesus says something. He says, my sheep hear me. They hear my voice. They know me and they follow me. They Mm -hmm. follow me. And so if I want to hear from God, I've got to be in the place that he primarily speaks. Mm -hmm. I've got to be in his word so that I can follow him so that I can be in the center of his will. And so one of the things that I have seen is that I've grown more sensitive to hearing God's word. God is always speaking, but that volume gets turned up when you're in the place in which he primarily speaks. Mm -hmm. And so what I've seen is that I can hear him more clearly and discern his voice Mm -hmm. because he's always speaking. And then that allows for me to then be able to follow him, <clears throat> right? Everybody's asking, how do, I, how do I know the will of God? How do I know what God is calling me to? How do I know that I get in his word? Even if his word doesn't tell you to go to this job or that job, it's going to lead you and direct you to know and to be able to understand and hear his voice. Mm. So that when it's not as clear for you, you know the voice of God because you've been in the primary place in which he speaks. So you, knows what it sound, you know what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. And so I would say being in God's word has allowed for me to grow. And I'm not doing, I don't do it perfectly at mm-hmm. hearing God, but it has allowed me to grow in hearing and understanding God's voice, mm-hmm. the leading, the calling day by day to know what it is. And to then, as the promise says in John, to then be able to follow him. Mm-hmm. So the sensitivity to God's word and his voice has been one of the things that, yeah. I've seen. That is so dope. And as you were talking, I was thinking about how 
that works with like even musical artists that we like, right? The more you listen to an album or an yes. artist, yes. you could hear a song yes. on the radio and be like, oh, that's that's so-and-so, that's that artist. Yep. That's because right. You're, even if you don't know the song, you're used to the voice, the style, right. the music, you mm-hmm. can identify it. Mm-hmm. And that's what it makes me think of because it's right. like when we are listening to and soaking in the right. voice of God through his word, yes. then don't matter the context, the place, or the space. Yeah. You yeah. would recognize it and you would say, oh, that's God. Yep. That's it. Yep. That's, that's it. Because so many people are wanting God to, they want to go to God's word and have the direct answer for the direct situation. But you're right. You don't always need that direct thing because if you're in the primary place that he speaks and you know his voice, you're going to be able to know it in any kind of context because you know what it sounds like. That's you have it. familiarity with the voice. Yep. So this is exactly what you're saying, sis. You get familiar with his voice, it don't matter the context, you'll be able to understand it because you've been around it long enough to say, that's God. That's yeah, not. That, exactly. That's exactly where I was about to, that's where I was about to go no, too. It, you can, you, listen, because that's, it, when you said that, that's right on the money. And right now, there are so many voices that are so speaking. That's it. Agosa, there are so many. many voices that are speaking. And what we are finding, even with it, with urban women in cities, as we talk to them, when we do proclaim events, yep. we're like, that ain't even a voice of God. Right, exactly. Like, you, you know, like, that's not God's yep. voice because right. it's not even in alignment with his word. Right. That's right. somebody's commentary mm-hmm. right. that they're using as a right. form of, and, and this, is, this is one conviction that I have, that we have to be self-feeders. We yep. have to be people who eat God's word for ourselves yes. so that when you are working through a passage, even yep. if you are out of step with understanding what that text may mean, because you're in a regular practice of being right. in God's word, yep. that the word it not only corrects itself, but as you're in community with other people right. and you're navigating God's word, you're able to find the false narratives, yes. the false yes. The false, the, the false themes, the false threads, right. not just That's from right. the culture, but those right. that are even in the church that are being swayed. Right. I think right. a lot about the passage of scripture that when it talks about yep. uh, the shepherd who yep. drew women away because they were weak willed, like yep. these types, the, the type of language. We've got to be women who are in God's word, saturating ourselves, being able to identify what is real and what is fake currency. You know, like when we talk about money, you know, like you want to study the real thing. You want to study the real thing so that you know. And you know what else is what you said, which is so good. You know, reminded me of first Samuel three. When Eli, you know. Yes. You know, here I, Samuel comes to Eli. He's like, you know, here I am. And um, he's like, no, I didn't, I didn't call you, you know, go back. And Samuel had to hear the voice of God for himself. But guess what? It's like what you said, sis, in community, he needed somebody to tell him that's the voice of God. So us being in that community, that community of what you're saying helps to push us towards, hey, that's God. Hey, that's not. So when we're trying to live this isolated life, not a part of Christian community, we're hurting ourselves and hindering from even hearing the voice of God because we need Christians strong in the faith around us to say, that's God, that's not. Yep. And so that community piece, this is so key because we live in a generation where everybody is pushing themselves to do it on their own. I can do my own church. 
I can mm-hmm. do my own accountability. I can do my own community. No, you need people mm-hmm. in your life to help push you to hearing God's voice and to not only hearing God's voice, but then to obey God's voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. It's so good. And okay, so we are primarily a discipleship ministry. So when you're talking okay. about doing this in community, you yes. you hitting it right you're on point. It right on right on point. And so for us, um, when you think about what how you would encourage women who are leaning into, I mean, leaning into discipleship, figuring yep. out how to do it, yep. figuring out how to be discipled and mm-hmm. and to disciple. What would you say to those women? And I'm excited for whatever you're gonna say because I'll tell you right now, I have already used the principles that of unscramble in an actual discipleship relationship. Yes, like a sis was like, "How do I? I'm doing. I'm grad school. I'm doing X, Y, and Z thing. How do I actually get yeah. into God's word regularly?" And it feels so overwhelming. So, first of all, thank I'm, you, thank you, thank you. Oh, praise God! And then, how would you continue to encourage women who are trying to? Dis, uh, cultivate discipleship relationships with all that you've shared with us? Yeah. I think, you know, so often, sis, we feel like um, discipleship a lot of times, and I get it, we have in our, we've institutionalized it in some ways, um, but we've also made it this systematic thing or this thing that requires this particular agenda or systematic way of doing it. Mm-hmm. So much of discipleship is life on life. Mm-hmm. So much of discipleship is saying, hey, I'm folding the laundry. Do you want to come and let's talk about this situation that you have going on or see me and watch me love my spouse. See me, watch me love my kids. See me, watch me read God's word and seek to obey it. See me, watch me when I'm weary and when I'm tired and when I'm brokenhearted. And I think a lot of times we have to be willing to invite people in even when we don't feel like we have it all together. Mm -hmm. Even when we feel like we're not perfect. Like discipleship is letting you see my brokenness just as it is letting you see my maturity in Christ. And so what I would do in encouraging people in discipleship relationships is to allow it to not just be something that we do in a systematic way, but something that we do life on life and allowing it to be something that I'm really inviting you into this because I think about Jesus and the disciples and I think about how he called them to follow him. And it wasn't just like, hey, you know, come at, you know, 10 o'clock at this time. You know, it was like, no, no, no. He, they got to see him when he wet in the garden. Come of on. Come they on. got to see him when he multiplied the bread and the fish, you know, the loaves yeah. and the fish. They got to see him when he was on the mountaintop and high above. You know, they got to see him in all these different aspects mm-hmm. of life and know that the word of God was still just as powerful yeah. on the mountaintop as it was in, in the depths of Gethsemane. And so yeah. people got to know and they've got to see that the word of God is powerful and it's transformational, not only in seasons where we're doing well and we're thriving and, and we're That's loving it. our friends and we have the perfect relationships, but they've got to be invited to and see that, no, this Christian walk is messy, yeah. it's hard, it's mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Guess what? The power of God gives us the strength and yeah. the spirit of God gives us the courage. Mm-hmm. And so what we've got to do in those discipleship relationships is invite people into the word of God mm-hmm. in our lives and how we live it out and let them yeah. not only just read it, but see it lived. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I would encourage is to invite people into it. Mm-hmm. Invite people into the messiness of our life. Invite people into the uncomfortable parts of our life and allow for them to see how the word of God is good, even in those moments in those mm-hmm. situations. Mm-hmm. See it. See it. That's mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Thank you so much 
Y'all, if y'all didn't get 18 nuggets of truth, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I know, I know, I was like a piece of wisdom. The, the whole you. conversation been wisdom and encouragement every day, all day. I mean, my my affections have been stirred for Jesus. Amen, mm-hmm. amen. amen. Spirit will do it. Yeah. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> so, in light of that, would you pray for us and pray for our listeners as we close oh, out? I would yes. love. To. I would love to. Mm. Father God, we thank you for who you are. Mm. God, we thank you that it is not an accident or coincidence that we are here right now at this very moment because of your sovereignty and because of your grace. God, I thank you for the redemption of not only us who are on this call, but every single person who will listen, God, and who knows you and even for those who don't know you, God. God, we thank you for your word. You could have left us with just a few sentences, but you gave us your whole word that is more than enough for us to be able to ruminate on and to think about and to dwell on so that we can live according to your word. God, I pray for my sisters that you would empower them, that you would increase their faith. God, that you would shake up the little G gods that have had a hold on us since childhood, God. Mm that you would free and deliver us from any area of our life that we're walking in because we don't believe that your word can free us from it. God, I pray that you would help us to live unscrambled, that any distorted views or lies, God, that you would replace them with the truth of your word. God, we know that this starts with desire and we can't manufacture that. So God, we just ask that you would give each one of us a desire to seek you and to know you and to be after your word. That we would believe that it truly can transform us and that the decision to be in your word can not only transform our life, but the generations to come after. So God, help us to be women who are of your word. Women who are committed. God, I think about the verse where it says, you you search to and fro, looking for those whose hearts return towards you. God, may you find that our hearts are turned towards you and not to the things of this world. God, our life is but a vapor. Help us to, to use our time wisely for the things of the kingdom. May we set our gaze, may we set our affections on the things of the kingdom, knowing that any work that is done will not be done in vain. Because one day, God, we want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. And it's to that end that we seek to study and know you and love you and trust you, God. So I thank you, God, for what you have done. Thank you for meeting us during this time. God, we pray you seal up every single truth and allow it it to take root, God, in our hearts. That it would bear much fruit as we abide in you. We ask these things. Only in your precious son, Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Have a blessed day, ladies.